Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you four health and fitness traps that I think absolutely everybody should be avoiding or at least making you more aware of what they are so then you can avoid them um, to fast track your results and get the, the results you're after and achieve your goals in a shorter period of time, but also sustain them in the long term. Um, before I get stuck into those four things, I wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who tunes into the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast each week. If this is your first episode, make sure you go back through the library and um, have a listen to some of the older episodes. There is plenty there for absolutely everybody, whether it's just with me having a chat about some of the things that I've picked up along the way through, um, I guess, my time in the fitness industry so far, or whether it's with some of our amazing guests that we've had on. There's literally something there for everybody and plenty of value to be taken away um, from from the show. But for those that tune in every week, thank you. Um, as you know, I absolutely love recording these podcasts. And what would help me massively is if you could share today's show with somebody whether that's taking a screenshot and posting it up on your Instagram story, whether that's texting a friend that you think could benefit from the show, or whether that's sharing that on another platform of your social media or just talking about it um, to a work colleague, friend, or family, um, it'd be much appreciated. So let me get stuck into today's show. As I said, um, I wanted to go over four things that I think, um, I guess, four traps in the health and fitness industry or four things that people get misled um, by that could potentially be slowing down your results but also harming your health um, and also giving you the wrong impression of what's take, what it takes to achieve your health and fitness goals. And um, These are very common things, so I wanted to discuss them today and starting with number one is avoiding carbohydrates at night. Now, a, a number of these things that I'm going to chat about today, I've actually spoken about on the show before but I think everybody can benefit from hearing them again. We know that carbohydrates do not make you fat. Okay, fats don't make you fat. Protein doesn't make you fat. Excess calories does make you gain weight. Okay, so firstly, do not be scared of carbohydrates because carbohydrates are not the reason why you are gaining weight or not losing weight. There's absolutely no need to avoid uh, carbohydrates as long as you are sticking to your calorie intake goal. So we know this is just taking things back to the very basics and the foundations that if you want to lose body fat, you need to be eating in a calorie deficit. That's all there is to it. Um, your training should be structured in a way that is going to be optimal. Um, and we can discuss um, that in step number two because I want to go over something else in that one. But um, if you're eating in a calorie surplus or you're not in a calorie deficit, then you cannot expect to lose body fat regardless of the amount of carbohydrates you're having. If you are eating in a calorie deficit, regardless of how many carbohydrates you're having, if you've got your protein minimum set, for me, I recommend at least two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, um, and your calorie intake's fine. It doesn't matter how many carbohydrates you're having, as long as you are sticking to that calorie goal in the protein minimum, you will see results over time. Now, the second part of this is that it doesn't matter when you have your carbohydrates. So I like to tell people to think of their calorie intake like a budget and their carbohydrate intake like a budget if they're tracking their specific carbohydrates and fats um, and use them in a way that's going to suit you and something that's going to be sustainable over the span of a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, a few months. So an example for myself, I tend to like having a lot of carbohydrates at night. In the morning, I get up early for work. I can kind of take off out of the house, have a coffee, have a protein shake, um, maybe some Greek yogurt or something, and then 
hold off on carbohydrates till a little bit later in the morning or even up until lunchtime um, for no other reason really apart from the fact that I'm just not that hungry. I don't really feel like I need the carbohydrates at the time because I tend to train kind of early afternoon. So I'll have a big heavy carbohydrate lunch um, and then I'll have a lot of carbs left for the night time to, to finish my calorie intake and also my carbohydrate intake for the day. But there's this misconception that if you have carbohydrates after dinner or at night time, they're just going to convert, uh, convert into body fat because you are then going to sleep and not using them as energy. But that's just not true. We need to start thinking of our calorie intake and particularly our carbohydrate intake as um, over the span of a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it may be. But working off a day-to-day basis is not the way it works. So just because you've had 50 grams of carbs right before bed doesn't mean you get in bed and then all of a sudden every bit of food that you haven't worked off via exercise that day turns into body fat. That's not how it works. Our body doesn't work off that day-to-day basis. So as long as over the span of the week, your average carbohydrate and calorie intake for the day is where you want it to be, you are going to be fine, okay? And for, for those that train early in the morning and don't eat before they train, I would actually recommend having a high-carbohydrate meal before bed because that means that your glycogen stores are going to be a lot fuller when you wake up in the morning to train if you're not going to eat, meaning your performance is going to be higher. But most definitely do not be scared of eating carbs. I can't stress that enough. Um particularly at night, eat them whenever you like, guys. If your aim is to eat 250 grams of carbohydrates for the day, eat them however you like. You could have them in lots of 50 grams over five different meals. You could have them in what, literally any way you want, as long as at the end of the day you reach that number or close enough to it. As I talk about a lot, I think um, close enough is good enough when it comes to your nutrition, as long as it's consistent. So, that's number one, uh, the number one fitness, health and fitness trap to avoid. Don't be scared of carbs, particularly at night. They're not going to convert into body fat. Utilize that energy to train and increase your performance in the gym or outside the gym, wherever you're doing your training and overload over time, and you will be fine, guys. Um, so enjoy that bowl of ice cream at night or that high-carbohydrate meal for dinner without any stress or worry that it's going to turn into body fat. <coughs> Number two is assuming that cardio equals fat loss. Now, I was a sucker for this for such a long time, and it, um, it, you know, it makes me feel bad to see the amount of people that still think this. And you know, that's no fault of their own. It's just because there's so much information out there, whether it be fitness magazines, online, YouTube, whatever it is, that suggests that you know to lose body fat, you need to be doing a lot of cardio. Yeah, you ask most people what they do when they decide they want to lose fat. They'll obviously reduce their food a little bit, hopefully, and uh, and then start doing a shitload of cardio. But what for? I'd, I'm not too sure. I don't understand. For a lot of these people, they want to look lean and athletic, um, but instead they're turning their training into somewhat of a, a marathon runner, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And also, guys, the, the main thing I need you to understand out of this point, so number two, assuming that cardio equals fat loss, that... If you're not in a calorie deficit, if you're not in a negative energy balance, you will not lose body fat regardless of how much fucking cardio you do. I did a case study a few years back where I did a half marathon. I went from doing next to no cardio, um, just conditioning maybe two or three times a week for a total of literally 15 to 20 minutes, to getting ready for the half marathon where I was doing a few hours a week of running. I purposely increased my calorie intake as training um, went on and actually gained one or two kilos just to show everybody that just because I'm doing a shitload of cardio, that doesn't mean that I'm going to lose body fat now. Instead, I think everybody should, when they're going on their fat loss journey, which I've discussed on the show, start off in a slight calorie deficit, so a small deficit, 
Um, I think everybody should be lifting weights or doing some form of resistance training three to four times per week. And then from there, once we reach a plateau, it becomes very simple. We can either reduce our calorie intake slightly to increase the negative energy balance. We can increase our energy output, which can either come from doing more in the gym or we can use cardio as a tool to increase our energy expenditure. So we may add in 10 to 15 minutes of cardio for starters to increase our energy output over the span of a week. And then from there, we can add more if we like. But it is not necessary to add it in right from the start unless you genuinely really love cardio. But even if you do, don't expect that to automatically mean that you're going to lose fat unless you are putting yourself in a negative um, energy balance. Okay, so... It works hand in hand. If you're going to be doing all this cardio and you're going to be doing all this training, then you'd want to have your nutrition aligned. Otherwise, it's not going to make a fucking difference at all. Um, for most people, you, you ask and they don't really enjoy cardio that much. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that do enjoy it, but a lot don't as well. So it doesn't make any sense for you to add that into your program, especially at the start when your motivation's high, um, when it's not necessary. If you love training in the gym, you love doing weights, do more of that. Okay, increase your energy expenditure that way. It doesn't need to be with cardio. That's not necessarily going to mean that you're going to lose body fat anyway. Number three is doing thousands of reps in hopes of quote unquote toning uh, your muscles. Now we know that you cannot spot reduce body fat. That's just not how it works. So if I look at my abs today and I'm like, fuck, I've put on a little bit of body fat. My abs aren't looking very good. I'm going to lay down in my bedroom and do 2,000 crunches today. I guarantee that when I look at them again tonight, they're not going to look any better, okay? I might have a sore stomach and I might have some DOMS tomorrow, but that's not going to make my abs come out just because, and the reason for that is because I've got body fat covering them. So you cannot tone a muscle. So I guess the, the, the goal that so many people say is they want more definition or more muscle tone. And the only thing that you can do with a muscle is either increase it or decrease it. So increase the size of a muscle or decrease the size of a muscle. Outside that, you cannot reshape a muscle. doesn't matter what exercises you do, you cannot change the shape of a muscle. So if you think at the moment your delts look shit and you don't like the shape of them, then the only way to make them look better is to make them larger and to reduce the overall body fat percentage. So to create that illusion of muscle definition or muscle tone, you need to increase the muscle size first with progressive overload and increase your muscle mass. And then you then need to overall decrease your body fat percentage by being in that negative energy balance for a consistent period of time and gradually sticking to that until that area reduces the body fat percentage to reveal the shape of the muscle, which then creates that illusion of definition and tone. So no certain rep ranges are going to give you more tone than, than anything else. The, the goal should be to increase that muscle size, reduce your overall body fat percentage by being consistently eating in a calorie deficit and being in a negative energy balance. Um, now, saying that you're going to do thousands of reps or you're doing a lot of high reps because it gives you a bit of a burn in the muscles, that burn does not translate to a better looking muscle, I'm sorry to say. What translates to a better looking muscle is progressively overloading. So that may be sometimes in a high rep range, it could be in a low rep range, could be in a moderate rep range, but over time you need to be either doing more weight, more reps, more set, slower tempo, in some way overloading that muscle to the point where you give it a reason to change and it grows and then your body fat percentage needs to be low enough um, for you to be able to reveal the shape of that muscle and see that, you know, like I said, quote unquote tone or definition look that so many people want, that ripped look that everybody's after, that is how it's achieved, it's not by doing 
endless amounts of reps and hoping that that's going to make you make you look good. And as I said before, keep in mind we cannot spot reduce body fat. So as much as that, it'd be fucking amazing if, if I wanted my abs to look good just to be able to do a big abs workout and they look fantastic. Um, but like any other muscle group, you can pump it up, you can fill it with blood and it may look a little bit better for a bit. But that's not gonna uh, that's not gonna get rid of the fat in that area, unfortunately. Unfortunately, now the last health and fitness trap uh, I'm gonna just touch on briefly because I'm not an expert in this field, but I've obviously done a lot um, with these products over my time in the industry, and that is supplements. the The supplement industry can be a trap. There's plenty of fantastic companies out there. Um, there there are plenty of fantastic companies, but there's also plenty of shit companies out there, and I think there's just a lot of miss informed and uneducated people out there in regards to what supplements do and in particular what I wanted to, to mention and touch on today is one supplement in particular and that is the protein. So the amount of times that I get asked from people what protein should I use to get ripped or what protein should I use to build muscle or even comments I hear from, from particularly females is that I'm not going to have a protein shake because I don't want to get too big, or I don't want my muscles to grow, or I don't want to add size, I just want to lose body fat and look lean. Now, saying that you're not going to have a protein shake is like saying you're not going to eat a piece of chicken or egg or tofu or steak or fish. It's exactly the same thing. A protein shake is just a form of protein in a way more convenient way, sometimes faster absorbing and faster digesting, yes, and higher quality than what you may be getting from certain foods. But most of the time, it's it's better, it's far superior to be having high quality protein source from food and not a shake. The reason that I would use a protein shake most of the time is for convenience. If I'm at work or if I've just finished training and I don't feel like a meal, I'll have a shake to get my protein intake in for the day and it may just taste good, it may just be more convenient. Um, I've just literally finished having a little bit of breakfast now where I had some protein wheat bix and um, I mixed the milk with a scoop of protein just to increase my intake for the day because I got up a little later um, to make sure I hit my protein target. But by having a protein powder, you're not automatically going to get ripped. You're not automatically going to build muscle mass. Now, what you should look for in a protein powder is high quality, pros, uh, high quality source of whey protein. Um, if whey protein is what you're after, obviously there's a few different types, but in regards to the amount of protein, I would always recommend anywhere between 20 and 30 grams, I think is a, a good range to be in. Um, in my opinion, the, the sugar and carbohydrate content should be very low, if any at all. Same with the fat. Um, for those that are saying, you know, I want to buy a protein for mass gain to build muscle, the only difference in those mass gain shakes is that the quality of protein is probably less. Um, it's filled with more fillers and, and higher calorie ingredients to increase the cal calorie intake of the shake. Most of the time with shitty ingredients um, that are probably high in sugar and everything anyway. Not that sugar is a bad thing for you, but if we're looking for a high quality um, source of calories, then you're not going to get it from that. My opinion would be to just have a, a blender at home and make up a smoothie yourself. So you add in your protein, high quality protein, uh, and then you're adding in things like berries and peanut butter and oats, honey, whatever you want to add in there, milk, Greek yogurt, whatever it is, doesn't matter um, to, to increase the intake of that. But your perception of a protein powder um, needs to be the fact that it's for convenience. Um, girls, don't be afraid of a protein powder. It's not going to do anything different than, than a protein source coming from food would. Um, so do not avoid a shake because you think it's going to make you build muscle. It's not going to. It's going to help you repair your muscles. It's going to help you... Um, 
increase your metabolism by keeping your protein intake up a bit higher. Um, it's going to help you repair and grow that lean muscle mass, which is what you want. But it's not going to be doing that any differently than what it would be from a high-quality protein source coming from food. So do not be afraid of those. They're very convenient. Um, but when you are looking for a protein supplement in the store, don't get caught up by all the, the buzzwords on a lot of these packaging and labels. Things like ripped protein or um, toning protein or fat loss or whatever it is. Just look for a high-quality protein source. 20 to 30 grams of protein, low carbohydrate, low, pro, uh, low fat. If there's a shitload of ingredients on the back, if the, the list of ingredients is very, very long, then it's most likely got a lot of fillers and shit in it. Just stick to the basics. Um, there's a couple of brands that I, I'm more than happy to recommend. Um, you know, I've been a long-time user of Swift supplements. Uh, I love their protein, their, their recharge. Hydrolyzed whey protein is, is a very high-quality protein. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Muscle Nation's protein as well. I used EHP Labs protein for a long time. Um, I think Ghost have pretty good products as well. Um, look, there's a, a number of different brands out there that are fantastic. As I said at the moment, I'm using um, Swift. I found that's the, the cleanest source of protein that I've used and it tastes very great. But whatever brand you use, up to you. But just make sure that you understand that it's not doing anything different than what a high quality um, protein source coming from food would be so do not be afraid of that so that wraps us up guys relatively short episode but just to touch on those four things again our first one our first one of the day is that um, sorry avoiding carbohydrates at night is um, is a no a no no so don't don't uh, don't worry about wow I just forgot how to speak um, do not avoid carbohydrates at night do not think that they're going to convert to body fat they're not that is a health and fitness trap. That's our first one of the day. Eat your carbohydrates whenever you like as long as you stick to your calorie intake for the day, um, your protein minimum for the day, um, and that you're trying to aim for majority of your calories to come from nutrient-dense whole foods. Number two is assuming cardio equals fat loss. It does not. Being in a negative energy balance does use cardio as a tool to increase that energy output, which will then help you achieve your fat loss. Number three is doing thousands of reps in the hopes of toning a muscle group is not going to work. You need to build the overall muscle mass and reduce your body fat percentage to reveal the shape of the muscle, which, which creates that illusion, I guess, of a toned or defined muscle. And then the last one, as I've just mentioned, is the protein. The, the protein supplements, do not be afraid of a protein supplement and don't think that certain proteins are going to either make you ripped or make you big. In the end of the day, it's just a convenient way to get in your protein intake for the day. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate you listening to today's episode and I look forward to bringing you another one next week. As I said at the start of the show, please do share today's show with um, a friend if you think they could benefit from it and if you haven't already, jump onto iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating on the podcast. It all does help and I do appreciate it more than you know. Thanks so much, guys. I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode.